Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of our podcast, Fear Me, a podcast about Fear the Walking Dead. I'm Kim, and this is Stuart. Hello. And my brother-in-law, Scott. Howdy. And we are going to recap the episode from last night, episode two, um, entitled So Close Yet So Far. So you guys want to go ahead and jump into it? Sure. The character of Madison um, was actually one of my favorite things of this whole episode because she finally showed some vulnerability this time. And she was so strong last week and um, really dealing with Nick's um, addictions. And she didn't freak out when Nick just happened to kill Calvin. And she just really held it together. And this time when she went in the bathroom to wash off her jacket after killing um, the principal and she just broke down crying. Um, that was perfect because finally we're seeing that this actually is affecting her, that everything is just overwhelming her and that she just really doesn't know what to do. And she's just lost. So sure. Yeah. And, and kind of play off of that a little bit. I agree. Uh, there were several things that happened with Maddie in the episode that I was impressed with. Um, one scene that was very small, but I thought, said a lot was um at the point when um she and tobias are leaving the guidance office for the last time and she kind of pauses and stares at her um title on the door oh yeah it's almost as if she's just saying goodbye to her life as it was mm-hmm. stepping into the rabbit hole i thought that yeah there was a lot in her in this episode that uh that made her a much more interesting character um i'm yeah. still waiting to see that from most of the other characters but i definitely saw it from her um, now, one of my favorites uh, <laughs> was uh, the radio announcer. And <laughs> Which one when was he's, uh When they were listening and when they got jumped in the pickup truck and they were listening to the ra- the reports, and the one you hear the one announcer go, "It is a disaster of biblical proportions. We are losing the best pocket passer in the league." <laughs> <laughs> the one thing, though, I think the scariest scene of the whole uh, show was the one when they're in the house watching the uh, the neighbor attack the other neighbor across oh, the street. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. after the birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of what I was looking for for scary scenes. I mean, that is very... Uh, um, it's very... I, mean, I want to say 20, 28 days later or... Yeah, uh, yeah but things like that were so minute. Like it was... I mean, it, I guess right. it was purposeful. Um, yeah. Still maybe a little bit too minute. I know, exactly. Well, even... Um, what was the other scene? Uh, when they're at the uh, the protest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff's going on. The mom's freaking out. The dad's freaking out. Um, and then they go up to the shopkeeper, who himself is like in a hurry to get this guy out of his store. Mm-hmm. But right. yet they're sitting there discussing like, well, I don't know if you can come in or not. Well. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was like, do you really have that time? Like they're like, everything's stressed. And then there's like no anxiety about like, right. can we get in here now? I mean, they are a little <laughs> bit, but like they're like looking at the mom like back in the back of the store. Like, right. who cares what she has to say? It I'm does seem like some of the urgency, some of the urgency is kind of uh, muted. It is. Well, I, um, I think people are still trying to be on their best behavior around other people. Yeah, but there was yeah, but I was, there, were, there were all the protesters and everybody was starting to freak out. In fact, the, the second they closed the door, people are like kicking the shop door. 
Well, did you right. see the look that that guy gave to Travis and the family as he was walking past them and they were trying to get into the store? It was one of the protester guys. He looked kind of rough, kind of uh, like angry looking, but he looked like he was getting ready to beat some ass. And right. and when if somebody had been looking at me like that, I would have flipped out and pushed my way through that door to get in there and said, I don't care right. what you think. I'm coming in. But I but I, I do. I'm just waiting for one of our characters to be hysterical. Yes. Well, I thought it was... Cr- Other than Nick. Right. Like, <laughs> like when... And he's just kind of tweaked out hysterical. When the neighbor attacked right. the birthday party lady, um, mm-hmm. and Maddie just closed the door so that the daughter right. uh, couldn't get outside to help, and she just stood right. there and wouldn't let her pass, I was like, she's, she's like come full circle. Like, she hasn't freaked mm-hmm. out on last episode now she's flipping out in the bathroom or just kind of like letting it all sink in and now she's come to the realization this is actually happening and she's not going to let her kid go outside to help somebody else like she's not extending that hand of friendship or like she's throwing every modern moral she she became a new yorker (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna say that but yeah. But you know what I mean? Like she she's uh-huh. thrown away all the modern ways of life and she now realizes it's all for yourself and you have to protect your family and shit just got real. We're not going out there. Yep, yeah, we're not going out there. Well, yeah, it was like the the yep. mom across the street's like, "Oh yeah, come over to the bounty mm-hmm. house." And she's like, "Uh Yeah, okay, bye." But she did go over there and <laughs> tell her, remember? She did, yeah. As, right. as uh, Travis yep. was leaving, the father, yeah, as Travis is driving away, you see her walking. Yeah, across so if the she street, didn't believe but, her, that's her. Problem. Yeah, but it was like, I mean, <laughs> after what we just saw, right. I'm not coming to a party. But yeah, she came to her senses and went. And Hell, one her. of my biggest questions was how 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 did the party go? I know. I, mean, I was wondering. Though, I, I thought there weren't many party goers, but it looked like they had fun. I know you could hear some screaming and yelling in the background, like fun right. screaming, not scary screaming. I hope they had fun. I think they did. It was their last hurrah before the apocalypse. So it'll be good memories for the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm happy to start seeing some of the some of the uh, uh, background stuff like Stuart's talking about. Um, you know, the uh, creepy walker, um, Peter, the neighbor. Yeah. Wandering around in the yard mm-hmm. afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, even before he actually attacked the neighbor across the street. But you just kind of saw him outside wandering across his yard. You could yeah. tell he was already getting his walk on. Um, I thought that was that well, was yeah, good. And I, I want think, to see more yeah, of that kind of stuff. They're still kind of pushing the ignorance thing, and you see mm-hmm. it because uh, uh, Kim and I watched it the second showing, second airing, and um, mm-hmm. God, there was like I, I missed so much stuff in the first one, just mm-hmm. little little things. But um... so, what was one of your other favorite things, Scott? Me? Um, I yeah. actually think we covered them. Well, I think uh, next line. Um, you know I'm in for a world of shit. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was one of my favorites, too. <laughs> That's a good line. Good line. Yeah, no, my three yeah. big points was uh, was uh, actually Nick going through the withdrawal was kind of, I saw that one coming as being a big deal. Uh, the radio was a great quote, and, and all the stuff about Maddie. I thought that was real important. Those are my three from this episode. So Nick was one of my favorite characters on this episode too. And I really love that line, the same one you just said. But um, I think as an actor, Frank Delane is just nailing it 
as a junkie that's going through withdrawals. And it, I was wondering if that grand mal seizure that he had was supposed to be for real or if that was supposed to just keep his sister home. Um, uh, but I think he, I that think, was for real. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. But the line that followed that was good where he said, yeah, I made her stay home. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like he was taking credit for it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think he's... So that, that his name's Frank Delane? Frank Delane, yeah. Okay. And his dad, I want to say, is on uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, really? I think his dad's on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyways, I think he's just a really good actor, and I think he's doing a really good job with this. And he's still, like, out of all the characters that are on the show, he is my favorite character so far, and he's the one that I care the most about, I think. I think the most Tobias in- is a close second. Yeah, I was going to say, Tobias, to me, is the most interesting character so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick. Nick is, has been good. Maddie has been pretty good. Um, the rest of them are, you know, flat. I keep waiting for something to make me really care about them one way or the other. Well, yeah, I mean, the father had, like, tons of opportunity, opportunity to show some sort of emotion. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's dealing with his ex-wife. Right. And yeah, he does. He doesn't even get there. He's like, and he's not even telling her anything that's going on. I know. I would have been like, he, shut the hell up, woman, and listen to me because yeah, she kept has saying, like so many opportunities to say something. Yeah, and she's pushing it out of him, and he's well, not saying anything. Well, not only that. I mean, it's just yet another example of where you would expect people to get a little more hysterical. Right. Yeah. He should have gotten hysterical on her ass. Right. Um, our son is in trouble. His life is in danger. I am coming to mm-hmm. get you. Shut up. But he's the cool, collected teacher, I guess. So. No. A little bit too uncollected. Yeah. When, a little bit too cool. <laughs> um, you know where I think they missed the boat? Hmm. Is you, at the start, the first scene when the daughter is going in to check on the boyfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you hear the noise and the, the you know, like the right. heavy breathing or whatever, you know, like the zombie noise. Mm-hmm. They should have just had him eat her. Yes. God, I would have loved that. Because she's a terrible character. You guys just hate her that much, don't you? (laughs) She's a terrible character. She is a terrible character. Actually, all I was thinking watching that scene was, what's going on with Cal? Like, what's happening over the aqueduct right now? Because I could care less about her. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling she's not going to be long for the show. She won some extra brownie points, like, when uh, she left. Yeah. And then... um, and then heard like uh, her brother fall. He heard Nick fall, and then came back in to, right. to save I, him. I, I'm I'm of the same opinion um, as uh, as you are on her, and also I feel the same way about uh, Travis's son. Yes. God, God. please stop oh, boring yeah. me with that character. I know. He's just another punk on a bus. Exactly. Exactly. Oh God. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that kid. Except for the fact that there's nothing about that kid. He he's flat. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's understand. flat and and he's grumpy. I mean, he's. But he was an excuse ugh. to get them downtown, and that's pretty mm-hmm. much all he see, all he played. See in this it one. on TV and go to look at it. Yeah. Keep the kid out of the story. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. Stuart, did you have any other favorites? Um, when they were at the protest, I, I, we had already talked about a good bit of that, but. Uh, the the scene where it was that one girl like the punk rock not she wasn't punk rock but that one girl yeah got shot in the yeah. eye yeah yeah that was a good scene but just that whole uh, thing that happened you know, the sequence that happened right there where the mom sees the zombie on the ground the um, tarp blows over then that girl gets shot and the biohazard people I'm probably 
completely out of sequence in how this happens. But then the biohazard mm-hmm. guys show up, and then you just see her face, and she's like, listen to your dad. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, so <laughs> right. I was trying she to figure out... She completely changed right at that point. I was trying to figure out why yeah. she changed. Is it because she saw the guy but, on but the ground? But no hysteria either. No, she was, she was no looking at the... Bi- it was all the things, but when she saw the four guys jump out of the biohazard van, mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it was, they were fully dressed... Um, yeah. she like turned she like was, right away and was like, "Let's get the hell out of here." See, yeah, she was like, "Shut up and listen." To yeah, your dad. and I, I, th- I think what she did was actually believable. Like, she wants to try to stay calm because all those other people are there, and she knows that if she flips out, first of all, she could be arrested or something, and then secondly, it could uh, incite all those other people to start getting a little bit crazy. So, I think by her keeping it kind of low key but forceful, I think that was like the right move to play. Just get yeah, out of then there. They, then she was like, let's get the fuck out of here. And then they turn around. There's the SWAT guys right there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I, shit. I, still, I still expect people to get a little more hysterical than that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you start seeing all that craziness come down. You see somebody. If I'm standing out there and I see somebody get shot in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to flip out a little I mean, bit. I'm going to flip out. I'm going to be like, I'm gone. I mean, I, no way. I'll lead them to freedom. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Um, yeah, no, come on. I mean, you got to get a little hysterical. All that craziness is going on. Biohazard guys and people getting shot in the head and stuff. I don't understand how they couldn't get out of downtown because it looked like everybody was trying to congregate in that downtown section right. where the cops and the ambulances were. So why couldn't they just keep running past all those people? I don't know. Where was their car, know. too? That was another question I had. Just uh, run to no your idea. car. I don't know. They evidently so, got out of it and... Had to uh, make a run for the, the it. Park, the parking down there is terrible. No, it is. It is. It's all that parallel Yeah, parking. you got to walk for blocks. Apparently. Mm, so. Okay. Uh, another thing oh, that yep. I think before we move on. Yeah. Um, that we didn't discuss was the cop at the 7-Eleven. Oh, yes. 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 Good That scene. was very telling, wasn't it? Well, they knew about it. They knew about some, somebody knew something was going on. Or they the at least was saw what up. was going on. So this is the police officer that was putting water in his car that Travis saw yep. when he was trying to get downtown. Yep. Yeah, but he was only getting water. Well, that's the necessity of life right there. So he's just trying to stock up on what he actually needs. I guess. I'd be getting like some Doritos or something. Yep. yep. <laughs> Remind me to pack our bug out bag. Not you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, that cop, it was, like, really telling for what could actually happen in in real life. Like, the authority figures, they know what's going on to a certain extent. And I guess you could go all the way back to Katrina about this. Like, who's going to run? Who's going to actually stay and help society, the members of society, um, survive and and try to get well, out of there? The cop would sure, certainly be able to see the writing on the wall a lot quicker than everybody else. Yeah. Because they'd be a little bit more into the big picture of what's going on around them. Um, That's why I was wondering, since the mom, uh, Travis's ex-wife, I don't know her name, but um, I was since she's in nursing school, right? Yeah. So maybe she knows a little bit more, but she's not... Or maybe people have been hinting about it around the hospital or the nursing school that she's attending. And she's just not believing. About Travis's, Travis's ex-wife. Ex? Uh, she was clueless. Well, all I'm saying is the doctors from the last episode, I still feel like they knew something was going on when they wheeled that old man downtown, downstairs to the basement. 
when he started coding. Well, I think they were starting to get an inkling of some weirdness going on, but I don't know how, you know. He, no, it looked like they were trying to resuscitate him in the room there. Mm. So, you know, and it just wasn't working. That's why they were moving Wait, it. Wait, yeah, but, I didn't catch that part, Cam. What was, what exactly happened? That was in the last episode, the guy that was next to The Nick? old man, yeah. 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 He started the doing Okay, they wheeled him into the basement? He started... Well, they took. They tried to resuscitate him, and then they, when that wasn't working, he said, okay, this man needs to go downstairs right now. Yeah, oh, okay. And that's when they took And that's out. when the nurse that was taking care of Nick was like, I don't care what that he's missing. When, when the parents came back to find out where he was, she was like, we got other things that are going right now, so you're going to have to deal with it. So, mm-hmm. so it made me yeah. think they knew something was going on, and that actually takes precedence over some drug addict that happened to escape that day you know what i mean mm-hmm. so Could be. because it, Could i would be. think that the first responders are the ones they're going to be encountering this virus or any of the walkers they're the first ones that are going to be encountering them so it's going to spread through their culture a little bit faster than it would normal society well, yeah, more they're going to have more questions popping up right away. Like, uh, I just shot that guy ten times; right. he's not dead yet. And who knows what the news is actually saying? Or, or that, or that guy just arrested, and, uh, exactly. and now he's revived. Yeah, or I just arrested that guy, and now he's escaped well, no. and bit my head off. <laughs> <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, bugs are shooting so, out of his mouth. I've got okay, I got one for you guys. I got one for you. Um, we are done with you. Silence. <laughs> Was do you think that that might have been goodbye for red shirt Tobias? No. Oh no, that guy is stocked up. Yeah, I think we're going to see him again. I have no, a, he knows what's going on. I have a feeling I mean, he's he going to try to find Maddie. He's going to try and find a bigger knife. <laughs> he better. <laughs> <laughs> or a big fork. Yeah. It's uh, like uh, <laughs> Principal, what was his name? Ozombie. Coma. <laughs> Artie is his real name. Oh, Artie. Yeah. yeah. Principal Artie <laughs> took like uh, five shots with the pen knife and went down the stairs. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but no, oh, I, you know what? So I'm not so sure he's coming back. Why? Uh, can't I don't just know. Leave I think, it like that. I no, think they're gonna bring we're going to see. He'll show up. He'll show up again, but as as a uh, as a walker. <gasps> no. And that'll I be think... very sad. He's going to be Aww. eating a can of beefaroni. Yes. <laughs> oh, rusty. <laughs> Poor Tobias. No, I think he's going to. Um, like he said that his uncle was around, right? He never mentioned mm-hmm. anything about his parents. Well, I think uh-huh. she asked him about parents or something. He. Yeah, he he kind of alluded to that they weren't around, or yeah. that it didn't matter, or something. I think something right. will probably happen to his uncle, and then he'll go out in search of Maddie and her family, and they'll meet up, and then he'll start tagging along with them, and then hopefully that will be the gateway for the daughter to bite it. Well, you know, um, I don't know why you guys to, are I loving to throw this Tobias this, guy so much. I hate to throw this out here, but they've only got Tobias for two episodes. What do you mean? On IMDb? <gasps> no, are you serious? Uh-huh. Aw, Tobias. Yeah, I think Tobias, I think Redshirt Tobias may be. Oh, uh, so you're looking into the, the stats now? Well, I just happened upon it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Tobias? Kim was cheating last time. Now you're cheating, Scott. 
it's not really cheating. It's no, just called research. It's called exactly. it's called reading. Yeah, I try not yes. to do that. Yes, it hurts which my you don't brain. Do very well. I know. It, it really does. <laughs> I've oh, seen your brain on fire. <laughs> but I think Tobias is a strong character because he's really mm-hmm. the only one who knows what's going on besides Nick. Right. And I think Tobias may may appear in the second season at some point, maybe. But he as, may be one we don't see anymore for a while. Kind of like uh, what's his name on The Walking Dead? Um, Morgan. Morgan. You always forget his name. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna like tattoo it to your hand. Actually, I remember it every time. I just like to hear you say that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> just like to be frustrating. Thanks. Morgan. It's it's a family trait, Kim. I noticed. All right, so yes. I've got another favorite, and that was Good the Lord. What? Um, and that's the overall episode. So the last episode, the pilot, it was good, but it was so slow. This Mm -hmm. one I thought was phenomenal. I was so excited. I was scared. I was anxious. I was like kind of jumping up and down when things were going. And guess what? I actually liked the music better this time too. I think Mm -hmm. the music fit it better and that really like hard music was playing when Artie, the principal, was starting to attack them. And right. it, it kept crescendoing and getting louder and louder and louder and just mm-hmm. building up that that fear and that anxiety about what's going to happen. Is Tobias going to get bit? Things like that. So I really love this episode. And I have to say mm-hmm. that because of that, I think I'm officially hooked now on this show. And I'm definitely going to be watching the entire season. Obviously, I'm doing a oh, podcast I, I, on it. So. I'll be watching the entire season, no doubt. I'm not as enthusiastic as you are about it, though. Yeah. Um, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. You know, the characters are best when they're in some kind of real crisis. Yeah. Um, that's when they're the most interesting, and they really haven't been in that too much yet. Not enough. Um, but I, I, I think they're going to get there. I, yeah, but but still, I I would I would love to the to have them. Um, throw them in a little bit more of it quickly. Um, start seeing some more of the uh, stress and so forth. Because again, I I still, with as slow as it's building, um, I'm a little. It, it, to me, it makes these performances where they're not hysterical, where they're not doing things, stand out even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if if they were getting crazy and getting screaming and running around and and you know somebody crying for Pete's sake just once yes i agree then then i i i would feel more into the story but right now it just makes these characters seem very flat to me Mm -hmm. i think part of the problem is they're rushing through a lot of the storyline it seems like they have all these great kind of setup scenes and then it's just like it just felt like you you guys were saying the characters are flat i think some of the scenes just kind of fall flat Mm -hmm. there's like all this build up and it lasts a few seconds they're like okay let's get on to the next scene Whereas mm-hmm. in like, well, why not? like in The Walking yeah, Dead, you know, I mean, they spend like half the show on like, you know, uh, two guys talking to each other, you know, over, you know, it might be the, um, oh shoot, what was it? Uh, Terminus. Herschel. The, yeah. Like the Terminus stuff, you know? Yeah. Like they really uh-huh. drew, drew out a lot of those scenes. Whereas this is like they're rushing from one place to the other. Well, yeah, I agree. But I think also a lot of the, um, a lot of the, uh, characters are fleshed out on on The Walking Dead through the crisis that they're in. Yeah, and but when you're starting out The Walking Dead, what? How many was the first episode with Morgan and 
Was it his son? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that just one episode that they were together? Yeah. It was a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. It started yeah, right. episode two. And how much? How much mm-hmm. did they do in those two episodes? Yeah, but you're only talking about two characters. See? Right. I that's rather... what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that they're mm-hmm. not focusing enough on maybe one area of of the storyline. They just right. They and keep, when you go back and watch it already. Yeah, but when you go back and watch it, it's also extremely slow. Well, no, that's that's my in point. retrospect. I think it's slow no, I mean, because they're trying to show society and not just focus on two or three different right. people. Um, where it's slow is that people are not giving each other the information that they need to react. Like that right. whole scene where Travis and his family were stuck at the store. Um, I don't, I don't feel like we needed any of that besides the fact that Travis is on the phone with Maddie and he will not say that he's downtown. Mm-hmm. All he says, he's in a store. Well, you're in LA. Your store could be anywhere. How does she know where to find you? Yep. You know, and yep. and so if they would give each other more information, I think the storyline would probably move a little bit faster, and people might react faster. You know, I I I, I don't know. I I think I'd rather see them more in crisis, and and let the characters develop afterwards. I mean, let's put it this way: Do you really think the bratty daughter uh, a year from now is still going to be the bratty daughter? Hopefully, she'll be the dead daughter. Well, even if she isn't. They'll develop the character, and she'll be one of the working group, right. part of the group, and so forth like that. And the the snotty son, the bus driver, mm-hmm. he's uh he's not going to be that way. Yeah. I mean, you know. So let's not focus so much on that garbage. True. I mean, it's it's not relevant to the story. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is, I think that this episode was like a hundred times better than the first episode because, mm-hmm. you know, they pl- they replay each episode after the first airing and. I was really not too excited to rewatch that pilot episode again, but the one last night I really wanted to see it. And and I'm glad I did because I picked up on a lot of things like the number 13 on the officer's police officer's car. Mm. We never right. mentioned that. So right. just little things like that. There's and and the yeah, what the, about, the heart on the ahead. daughter's arm was still there. We saw that uh-huh. again. Yeah, what about the uh we still haven't figured out what the crime tape was exactly. in the uh, nurse's room. Yes. The nurse's office. Yes. What was that about? One of the um one of our listeners wrote in and said that he thought maybe that was actually the police officer's office at the school and that it was uh about drugs, like teaching kids not to do drugs because this is what's going to happen to you. It could be, but there was also a, pl- a piece of that tape on the door. Yeah. Going in hmm. that had been broken. But the door was also locked. Mhm. But there was tape across it. That's true. There was, wasn't there? But she didn't seem too phased by that. No. Well, they, none of them seem to be too phased by anything. (laughs) (laughs) She had a mission. She was going there to get the drugs. Yep. Yeah, but those drugs were in a locked cabinet and they were labeled. So it could have been either police or nurse. So I don't know. But that's a very good question. We probably won't ever find out the answer to that. Yeah, we probably won't. So. It was probably somebody's uh, little light tribute to something or whatever that we'll never find out about. No, but, exactly. but speaking of cops and listeners, we did have a um, someone that wrote in. Okay. Um, Ken Boyd. Is he a cop? He, no, he was. It's Ken Boyd is actually a listener. <laughs> he was speaking about the cops, though. It's uh, oh, okay. his his quote was creepiest scene was that cop filling his trunk with water at the Seven Eleven. You know that would be the way things would go down in the end. Overall, 
This show makes me more anxious just because it seems closer to really happening with all the people not knowing a thing and then trying to get out of town. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a good point. I think we talked about the uh-huh. the uh, police officer before, but um... no, that was a, that was that was really was a uh, a very important scene because because I guess maybe they started realizing uh, we got to get out of here when they saw the cop doing that. Well, because yeah, it, Kim and I live in real. Florida, and Scott, you even experienced some of this in North Carolina too. It's kind of like preparing for a hurricane. You know, when you yes. see stuff like that, you know something's going down. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know if I, people in other regions of the country uh, understand that kind of that that same sim- symbology. But uh, yeah, when you see somebody grabbing tons of water, it's like, what's happening? They're going to be Did there for a while. Especially, yeah, exactly. <laughs> especially though, when you're when you're looking at a public official that's supposed to be protecting you, right? And he's protecting himself, and right. he's giving you that uh, look like, what? What am I doing? Yeah. Am I doing something wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to say about it? But I mean, when you see someone that's supposed to be protecting you and giving you guidance in a crisis, uh, he's looking like he's getting ready to get out of town. Uh, then, you know, the shit's real. Exactly. Um, and it's true. Like you, all those people started, were trying to get out of town, like Travis and his family and stuff. But everybody else is also thinking the same thing. You know, you're not going to get very far. So take heed grab your water fill your trunk and buckle down is what i say fill up so, the bathtub gotta fill up the bathtub yes exactly yeah yep. thanks ken for writing in yeah man um yeah keep it up ken uh so does anybody else have any other favorite points they want to make uh no i think i've covered everything i want to cover okay Well, I think we're going to go to a break then, and we'll be back with some news items. Okay, and we're back with some news items. Um, I've got just a few for you guys. So the first one is that uh, the pilot episode broke more records last week in that the people who delayed watching it, so those are the people who streamed it online, that bumped the viewership up to 13.1 million viewers, up from Mm. 10.1 who actually watched it live. So that definitely makes it the um, all-time highest rating TV show ever. And they actually bumped off Better Call Saul. They Better Call Saul opened with 9.8 million delayed viewers. Wow. wow. So that was pretty cool. Not too shabby. I know. And then um, for the second episode, it the viewership did go down a little bit, but they're saying that um, 8.2 million people watched the second episode. So that's not bad. I know. I have a feeling it's going to fluctuate a lot because, you know, like we said previously, the first episode was kind of slow. This one picked up the pace a little bit. So, and I saw a lot of people online who were saying they didn't get around to watching the second episode live because they, the first episode just totally turned them off. And then other people started writing, uh, commenting on their post saying how awesome the second episode was. And so those people are changing their minds. So I think we're going to see a lot of fluctuation 
I do think the show really needs to pick up the pace, though, to really grab viewers. Or they're gonna, yeah. they're going to start losing people by the fifth episode. Yeah, they'll crash and burn. Yep. Yep. Um. So the other piece of news I've got is that AMC is actually producing a half-hour special. A this pretty much going to be like a spinoff of this companion series. Mm-hmm. And it's going to follow a group of passengers on an airplane with a walker. Wow. So a zombie on a plane. And then... <laughs> nice. <laughs> like snakes on a plane. Yeah, and then, yeah, we got that. Is Samuel L. Jackson going to be on there? Uh, I certainly hope so. Because that would be... <laughs> what is that zombie different. doing on the plane? <laughs> Get that zombie on my motherfucking plane! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's what it's going to be called. Get off the fucking plane, zombie. <laughs> what, what, what? Oh, yeah. That's all. <laughs> so then there's supposed to be a survivor from this plane that's uh-huh. then supposed to join the regular cast of Fear the Walking Dead. So, of course, they're not telling us who the actors are in is, this show yet. Uh-huh. I read some, be- someone, something about that um, where someone was saying the there was a kid evidently in in the classroom with dreads or whatever who was somewhat sleeping. of sleeping yeah i guess was it him yeah he was yeah the, the uh, teacher or um the dad woke him up right. yeah, travis and answer a question he's like oh you'd learn a lot more if you paid attention yeah the kid I, I had read somewhere where someone was saying that that kid was gonna be on the plane mm. hmm. now i haven't know, heard that who the hell knows when is that supposed to come out so they're not releasing anything about that yet. So we don't know what the show will be called. We don't know when it's supposed to air or like what date. But rumor is that it's going to um, air probably online in between commercials for the show. Ah. So during a commercial break of the show, a chapter will come out online. So they're going to break it up. They won't that's come out all at one piece. The, uh, that's going to suck for the people running the commercials. I know. Everybody just leaves. <laughs> Give him the Englewood Jack. <laughs> That's right. Englewood Jack. Englewood Jack. And the other thing I heard is that the plane supposedly is going to be headed to L.A., but we don't know where it originates, so maybe it'll come from Georgia. Hmm. Hmm. Well, then that kid's not on the plane. Then that would not maybe be Maybe he's moving from Georgia. It was like the first day of school, right? Well, we don't know that, maybe. actually. I don't know. I'm just, know. I'm just guessing. I have no idea. Yeah, you are speculating again. Speculating. With your speculating mm-hmm. spectacles. Spectacular speculating. <laughs> All right, one more bit of, right. sne- of, of snooze. Floydian <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> is boring. <laughs> I hope not. Um, so did you guys hear about all the weird phone calls that fans were getting last year, last week? Okay. Yes. I heard it from my wife was talking a lot about it. I heard it, it was from my phone. Pretty cool. So it turns out that it was just an elaborate marketing ploy um, for a new video game that they were releasing last week, and it's called The Walking Dead: Road to Survival. It's a free game that you can download on your phone, um, your smartphone, or your iPad, um, and it's based on the comic books. But there's also some characters from the Jay Bonazinga books, the Governor series, and so the idea mm-hmm. is that you get to pick your teammates so people like michonne or rick um or even the governor and then as a group you then raid other compounds or defend yourself against walkers or other survivors 
And um, you get to pick your weapons. You get to pick your teammates. You get to build buildings inside your compound and your settlement to fortify. And um, I've only played a little bit, like a couple of hours worth, but it's pretty cool. I like it. And But I honestly think that the build up to it was actually better than the, the game itself. <laughs> I, That's I think I'd pick the governor, but he could only cover me on the left. <laughs> dun, well, dun. I mean, if you pick the governor, is he always going to kill you? I don't know. Maybe I haven't gotten that far. Know. He do, he doesn't <clears throat> like competition. But the phone calls really were really doesn't. fun. I had a phone call every day at the same time, and it was either um, a survivor that was trying to get in touch with me and and help me find refuge, or it was the emergency response team. And it was creepy right. because they kept giving us clues, but we could never figure out what the clues were for. And this was all happening in the background on Twitter as well. So people who were on Twitter, they started a while back with little puzzle pieces that they eventually put together and created the phone number. That's how all the people knew to call this phone number. It was pretty hmm. amazing. It was kind of annoying me, actually. Jeez, but... you're always so <laughs> negative. <laughs> I thought it was the best Who thing. is this guy calling? I swear. Oh, it, it was, the calls were coming from where, though? Actually, I, actually it was hilarious. I, oh, I kept okay. handing it to people and saying, listen, listen to this. And people would be like, what the hell? I know, I was doing the same thing. What's... Some people were like, is that real? I'm like, yeah, it's real. The zombies are coming. <laughs> you better run. <laughs> you better Give run. Give me your lunch. You don't need it now. All right. So the last bit of news, and this is sad, um, is that Wes Craven passed away yesterday. And Wes Craven, of course, made a lot of movies like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Scream, Last House on the Left, which I thought was super scary. Hills Have Eyes, which I also thought was super scary. Um, but Nightmare on Elm Street was definitely the movie of my childhood that produced the most nightmares because my parents actually let me stay up late and watch scary things, which is probably the reason I am the way I am today. Um, but of all the movies, Freddy was the one that infiltrated my dreams and kept me awake at night and scared the living shit out of me. And still, when I see him, I get a little nervous. My hands start sweating. Are they, and right, I don't are they sweating to right now? They are actually. Yeah, you sounded just like thinking you, about it. No. Well, the fact you grew up on there. you grew up on Elm Street too didn't help. <laughs> I had some friends that actually grew up on Elm Street. And you were born on the thirteenth. I was born on the thirteenth, and I turned thirteen on Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, that was just pretty messed awesome. up. Yeah, it was um, a great birthday party too. And you married? Yeah, but what? Yeah, what a great, uh, great idea. Mm-hmm. For a horror movie, <laughs> infiltrate yeah, right. your dreams. You're not allowed to go to sleep. I know. Yes. And again, we have yes. Johnny Depp connection there. Yeah, oh, that's right. Um, you know, actually, I was looking on IMDb, and I think the, another one of my favorites that was uh, part of that whole series was Freddy versus the Ghostbusters. No. Is that real? <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> so 2004. I have never heard of that. Uh, no, there was it was right da, da, after da, da, Freddy versus da. Jason, which I heard of, but Freddy versus the Ghostbusters, really? That's sad. <laughs> oh, Wes Craven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Wes. Man, that's just I didn't mean to make fun of you, um, poor guy. But oh, Swamp Thing is on there too. Did he ever? Did he ever go after Scooby? Did he have to go after Scooby? Oh my God. I don't think so. Yeah, there was no Freddy versus Scooby. And Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not yep. supposed to be something was, you're was, laughing he at. It was but versus a lot anyways, of people. 
Wes Craven, very sad. Yeah. Thank you, Wes, Hello? for everything you brought us. I, I'm i just super sad that Wes Craven died. He was one of the greats. So, um... so next week's episode is, is episode three, The Dog. Um, unfortunately, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> Uh, IMDB does not have a whole lot of information about it. Um, the only thing we know is that it's directed by Adam Davidson, who directed the, the previous two episodes. Um, it will air on September the 13th at mm. uh, 9 p.m., not next weekend. For some reason, they decided to take the weekend yeah. off. Bad I don't news. understand that. It's already pre-taped. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. It's Labor Day, so what? I, I guess mean, I guess they're will still thinking they're going to miss viewership because people are going to be on vacation because of the long weekend and blah, 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 bullshit. Just play the show. I yeah, know. Right when it show. starts amping up, they got to take a week off. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's stupid on their part. I, I mean, do, too. You're going to lose more viewers that way. Yes, but, And that also, that also means that there will be a week in between the end of Fear the Walking Dead and the beginning of Season 6 of The Walking Dead. So there will be a week. There will not be a week. Oh, that's cool. They'll be back to back. Well. So um, we'll just have to. Doesn't give us much time to digest. That's what I was going to say. We'll just have to jump right into the new show. Hmm. Well, so anyway, next week's episode or next two weeks from now, the episode, what are you expecting to see? What do you think will happen? Um, I think we're just going to see. God, I hope they get out of downtown, first of all. They get out of that shop. Boring. Um, yeah. I would like well, to see them... they're not going to stay in that shop. Well, I'd like to see them running through the streets of L.A. trying to get back to the house. Um, I think that Nick is going to have some major issues with the re- withdrawal. Mm. Other than that, I'm really not sure what we're going to see. I hope a lot more chaos. I think he's I think gotten. We're... I think he's gotten past most of the withdrawal stuff. But they did show in that little snippet for the um, the uh, episode three. It, it looked like it was all hell was getting ready to break loose in downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I the think... remnants of of the uh, protests and the fight with the the cops that they were not mm-hmm. a part of. I think they're gonna. I think the military is gonna become involved in the next episode. Mm, that's fast. Mm. I think you're gonna start seeing start seeing the military or the national guard. Mm-hmm involved we might start seeing some characters from that could be i think it's good because i do think they're going to have a they're going to have a piece in this in this series oh yeah i definitely think that yeah i'm just not sure if it's going to be next it might be be too early yeah it might not be a next episode but i mean maybe that's what they're alluding to with the cops are like we're getting the hell out of here or getting our supplies so maybe they're they know the governor will send in the national guard right the the, uh the backup troops are coming in federal i'm really hoping we at least see more walkers because with all the chaos that's going on in downtown and you can hear the gunshots in the background and obviously people are looting and just running amok. So I'm hoping that, I know it sounds horrible to say, but I'm kind of hoping some more people died and have turned. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> Bad saying that. Yeah, this I want people to die. Part. Kill them all. But die, die. <laughs> um, do you really not, do you really hope no one turns? Kim? Oh no, I want everybody to turn. That's right. I'm trying to figure out who turned to turn the principal. I was wondering like, that where's too. Where's that guy? What happened there? He has yeah. like a big blood stain on his and back. There was well, no it's struggle. Like he, it was like he was on the radio. I think he was got too him biased. The back. I don't think so. Pizza face? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't see anywhere no. where there was a struggle either. But anyways. 
No, that's true. We saw tape on the floor. Yes. Yes. Okay. So just hopefully there will be more chaos, more walkers, a um, lot more violence, and then I'll be happy. A lot yes. more hysteria. People need to start screaming and crying, please. For God's sakes, get scared. Because I would be a mess in the corner by now. <laughs> I don't and, know. And or making tough, a mess but... in the corner. Or making a mess of myself. <laughs> <laughs> that I would be doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh Lord! All right. Speaking oh, of Lord. horror, though, I think uh, Scott, you had some stuff to share. Oh yes, that's right. Um, yeah, I, each week I want to try to uh, get away from The Walking Dead just a little bit and just get into general uh, fiction involving horror and zombies and so forth. Um, for those of you who haven't read a whole lot in the zombie genre, you might want to try it. I mean, all this stuff you're seeing on TV and all really came from the resurgence of the books over the last 10 years. Um, several authors who have really been able to uh, kind of get their foot in the door because of this um, are some fellows by the name of uh, Jonathan Mayberry, um, David Wellington, and J.L. Bourne. All of them have kind of started series that uh, run through the zombie world. Um, Matt Barry's um, Joe Ledger series is, is started with the book Patient Zero, and it's a it's a great um, kind of uh, looking at the zombie phenomenon as being a terrorist attack. Um, David Wellington has written a great uh, uh, series called uh, starting with the book Monster Island, and then it's hmm. then it becomes Monster Nation, and then Monster Planet. Um, all three of those are great uh, kind of zombie end of the world books. And, uh, and J.L. Bourne has a great series just called Day by Day Armageddon. Um, it's a very fun uh, story about people trying to get out of this situation, too. And probably the one that everybody knows now is Max Brooks, who mm. wrote World War Z. Right. Um, oh, right. I, I recommend you read his stuff. The, the book itself, World War Z, had nothing to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them were fantastic. The movie was very well done, and the book is great for a completely different reason. It's more uh, a bunch of vignettes from around the world on during the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Everything from a Chinese submarine to people on the island of Hawaii. Um, it's really a fun read. So, um, so get back to the zombie roots a little bit and read some of the stuff that created The Walking Dead and others. Definitely. I'd like to mention the Mark Tufo books. Have you read any of those? The zombie fallout? Yes. Yes, right. Those yeah. are wonderful. I've been listening to those on audible.com. And I think I'm on book eight mo- right now. Most of these, or all of these, you can actually get on um, iBooks or on uh, Kindle pretty cheaply. Mm-hmm. They're not expensive mm-hmm. books. So if you want to go out there and grab them, go right ahead. Great. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, or you can find Scott's house, and you can mm. break into it, and he has a vast library of horror. And, yes, and no weapons. So. And no, no, he doesn't believe in weapons. You can take him pretty easily. <laughs> oh um, <my> God. <laughs> Tobias could he's take got, me. He's got a bum knee. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's, no, he's, re- he's recuperating quite nicely. <laughs> yes, oh, exactly. Oh, brotherly love. <laughs> yes 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 (laughs) all right Stuart. you want to wrap it up yes 
I want everybody. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, we are now on iTunes. Yay. As of today, we finally got uh, official. Well, I did a search and I found us, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so go, go on and subscribe to our podcast and uh, like us on Facebook. You know, do whatever you can to to get our name out there. Um, we really appreciate everybody listening to us. And um, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, but you have to search for Fear Me Podcast um, if you want to get in touch with us and send us your thoughts about the episodes. Uh, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. All right. And so one other thing we wanted to say was that since we do have a break from the show next week, we're toying with the idea of possibly having a Wes Craven tribute where we would either discuss one of the movies that we all watch sometime during this week and um, pick out our favorite parts or points that we want to discuss or maybe we'll even talk about a series um, of his movies several movies and talk about those so we're not decided yet so we'll let you guys know on the Facebook page and we'll post it on there once we figure it out and then if you guys have any comments that you want to make about that particular movie um, or Wes Craven in general then you guys can email us or post it directly to the page and we will read that on air. So that wraps it up for episode three. And just want to say thank you guys for listening and for sticking with us and for being awesome. So thanks guys until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.